0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. All right, good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today as we take a few minutes out of God's word, a few minutes out of our day to be in God's Word. We're glad you're joining us on this Tuesday morning, and we're going to take a few minutes in the book of Matthew as we continue our study through the life of Christ. If you're following along, we are in chapter 13. We're going to jump in verse 24 in a second as we continue to work through this section talking about the different parables of Jesus Christ. And uh, so today we're going to be in verse 24 talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares. This is similar to another one we've done previously to where we're going to look at the parable and then... And a few verses later, Jesus takes time to teach that or explain that parable to his disciples. So we have a benefit here of being able to look at both sections of this, him teaching it to the people and explaining it later. So verse 24 of Matthew 13 says this, Another parable he put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in the field. While men slept, his enemies came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop... Then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did, not, uh, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said to him, Do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow up together into the harvest. And at the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. So he starts off in this premise. Now, when he goes to the wheat and tares, again, using agricultural farming parable, again, no understanding the culture where he's at, and he's explaining a relatively simplistic principle that would happen a lot um, when they would, when they plant the wheat, and of course, a good seed, it was taken care of, the ground was prepared, and they'd plant it, You wouldn't even notice this. What would happen is over time, when people weren't paying attention, an enemy would come in and they'd plant tares, a basically a horrible weed in there, which frankly, as it's growing, it was not really hard. You can't tell it first until it grows. And as it grows, you begin to tell, okay, this is wheat, this is not kicker is, as they were saying here, if you just went and ripped out the tares, they were rooted, and many times rooted under the soil in the same place where the wheat was. So, in and, and they're hard to distinguish between the two. So, if you rip up one, there's a chance you're going to take the wheat with it. So, the only answer was, let it grow. Let it grow with it, and then when it's done, it becomes, the, the, the older it gets, the easier it is to distinguish, okay, this is wheat, this is tares. Then you could take the tares, you can take them, burn them up, because they're pointless, we're not going to use them, and then, and then you can obviously use and distribute the wheat um, the print the picture is simple uh, we'll go into look at what Jesus says here in a second but the principle is simple uh, as we'll see in a second the wheat is going to be Christians those who have truly been saved and grow in Christ the tares are going to be those who would want to claim Christianity they want to look right but they're not truly saved and yes that means there's going to be some in our churches and our communities and unfortunately hopefully maybe not even our families who would want you to believe they're Christian, but the reality is they're not. For whatever reason, they refuse to actually get saved. This could be somebody who is maybe just embarrassed. You know, I told everybody I was saved when I was younger, and I don't want it to look bad and look like I was lying then, so I'm just going to move on with it. Uh, Maybe this is somebody who's just proud, and they don't actually want to get really saved, but they they don't want to believe it, but they want to be part of the community. Maybe there's somebody who just wants to cause grief, and so they're being used of Satan. They come in, and they cause grief, and they know, very clearly they're not saved and they have no intention of making that change and there there could be others that i haven't even described but the fact is surrounding us there may be those who speak right sound right uh dress right whatever term you want to use but in reality never truly saved i will tell you my experience i grew up in church i've been a pastor for 23 years in ministry and the There are times I know for a fact that Satan has placed people in church. They sound great, they know the right lingo, but they're not saved, and you'll know that by watching them. So what happens ultimately, though? And that's really what we're going to see here, is without going into really trying to give my impression, interpretation of it, let's just read what Jesus explains to the disciples. So now we're jumping ahead in Matthew 13 up to verse number 36 it says and jesus sent the multitudes away and went to into his house and his disciples came to him saying explain to us the parable of the wheat and the tares of the field Um, and he answered them verse 37 he answered and said to them he who sows the good seed is the son of man this is jesus the field is the world the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, the tares are the sons of the wicked one. One are saved, one are not. The good seed is saved, the bad seeds are uh, those of Satan. Verse 39, the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend And those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of the fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. And the righteous will shine forth as a sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So he simply talks about the idea that he goes to the picture of who it is. And he's clear who these different people are. Jesus plants the good seed. Christians, Satan plants the bad seed, and the angels are the ones that come out. Ultimately, is what he's going to say: those who are not real, those who are not genuine, those who are fake, will be pulled out and will be burnt in the furnace. Now, this picture obviously is a furnace; they would burn up unnecessary wheat or these tears, uh, junk. That's the way they would get rid of it. In the true interpretation, he's referencing the unsaved, and they will ultimately be cast into the lake of fire. Uh, if they die right away, they'll be put in hell. There are two different actually ends. There's the hell, there's a the lake of fire. There's actually two different locations. Hell is a kind of a holding place if you want to say right now. Jesus comes back and then at the great white throne judgment where everybody's come, the Bible says death and hell are cast into the lake of fire. The idea of all those who will be condemned at that point and then hell. So what happens is those in hell now will be brought up out of hell to stand judgment before Jesus. And the lake of fire is is worse, but the unique thing about the lake of fire is there's degrees of punishment based upon your knowledge and all the other things that come with it. Knowledge of God, the opportunity you had, your horrible crimes you committed, did you really know Jesus? Did you have opportunity? Uh, For instance, those in parts of the world that don't have as much opportunity to hear Jesus will have less punishment than Americans who had it and just ignored it. Um, Anyway, ultimately, that's what will happen. These people will be cast into the lake of fire. That's eternal and uh there's so many we won't go into a lot of descriptions about that let me just tell you it's a real place it's a horrible place and once you are there there's no way out even hell it's a horrible place there's no way out and i hope you understand that premise that if you say well when i die then i can go to purgatory work my way out or i get to hell and i'll just accept jesus now then of that's accurate you when you die it's over it's it's important the man wants to die and after that the judgment Once you're gone, you cannot make the decision. You cannot go back. And that's why we encourage you now to recognize this truth. Just putting on a good front, being religious, looking good, sounding good, knowing what to do, come to church. If you do not have a transformed heart that is called upon Jesus, uh, you're not saved. And please understand, we're not trying to look down and say we're better than you. We're saying we, we want you to have what Jesus offers. If you recognize other people, I've been asked this question, I, I guess you say, I don't want to say negative, but of a critical point, people say, well, what happens? Do these people, you know, because these people come in and they'll do massive damage in church. Uh, some of them will even spend their whole life in church. They think they're right. They're super spiritual. Well, Jesus says when it's all said and done, they'll be cast into hell. You know what frightens me the most about that scenario is how many of these people we will know that have so much Bible knowledge, They they are, but. They never really ever accepted Jesus as their Savior. They'll be in church maybe all their life or portions of it, and maybe in their minds they'll be just as surprised, even though Jesus and the Holy Spirit has convicted them. So let's just, one, recognize that sometimes happens, uh, but the other side is just to recognize that uh, there is an end. And we see the fake, God knows. God knows the truth and he looks upon the heart. And may that be an encouragement to us. May that be a challenge to those who have yet accept Christ. God knows really what's going on. And may we look to him for that answer. Well, thanks again for joining us on this uh, Tuesday morning. Give me a chance to be part of your day. Hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. Stick with us as we continue through the life of Christ and hope this would be an encouragement to you. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again.